here's what else you need to know today. Good morning and welcome to the only podcast hosted by a double amputee who has seen Michael Jordan naked because obviously this show has everything on this episode. Everything includes, but is not limited to, yet another reason I hate music. Your answers to the question uh, as to your favorite Olympic event. We will also discuss the overall pros and cons of the summer games, which we're missing. So in the absence of those, we will go about putting together an Olympic Games we can safely participate in while in quarantine or doing our social distancing. My name is Mike Frizzell, also known as the Jail Dude, coming to you from the Hummingbird Feeder Studios in the Mountain Room uh, at the ranch in Manchac, Texas. And joining me are three of my colleagues in Jibber Jabber, first from the Paula's Donut Studios. Uh, get in the zone, donut zone, uh, in Buffalo, New York. It's Bobby Pape. Good morning, Bobby. I've never been more excited to get into any zone <laughs> well stay six feet uh away when you're in the zone get behind that plexiglass mm-hmm. you'll be fine um uh, i have a lot more to say about that anyway um good day to you sir <laughs> and from the uh land of lake studios in new brighton minnesota's and with a plan and uh please don't at me or uh, give me any uh, poop talk uh lundholm hello Ann. hello no poop talk Thank you very much. Nope. You did take no me. Poop talk. You took me off guard by your um, introduction of your your bona fides as a podcaster. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can discuss that later if you want, or we could make a whole show of it. Really, at, at some point. Okay. But, um, yes, I have seen Michael Jordan and a lot of uh, famous athletes naked, and uh, there are secrets. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, um, lastly, finally, from the Glassman Subaru Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith Megadith Van Wilder Harn. Good morning, Meredith. <laughs> Good morning, Mike. Uh, let's see. As usual, we will have some tea she recommends. Um, of course, we'll keep the house. We'll strip those beds, refill the hummingbird feeders, start that dishwasher, sanitize the mic so the next group of podcast friends can check in safely and finally we will let y'all know how to get involved uh before we get on with our very very busy lives how dare you be late bobby i mean that five minutes so much i could have gotten done in that five minutes today when you i have so many errands to run i have like a party later come on show some respect who are you hillary (laughs) <laughs> those were those were both lies so yeah. she has she has kids so uh the the rest of us um yeah, probably not so busy um but before we get to all the everything i promised uh, we can warm up with a little small talk and this week i don't know if we've ever gotten more great feedback on a show than the mom show uh it was wonderful and emily loved it i loved it and it seems like uh, something that we should probably do every year. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. tell when something is a good show, 
when I'm not on it and I'm listening to it and I really like I wish that I was there so that I yeah. could participate. I was like, but I have questions yep. about these <laughs> right, mom right, bloggers. Right. <laughs> I need to talk like I was desperate to ask if any of these mom bloggers were women of color or if it was all just uh, super privileged white ladies doing it, which I think it probably is. Not that there are, are no women of color who are running blogs, but I don't know how many of them are monetizing their children that way. So I was fascinated as neither a mother nor somebody who's on Instagram or looks at blogs very often. Like, I'm not in that orbit and I don't get sucked in. So I, I was like Phyllis. Like, she was my avatar in that where she was just laughing like, what? Well, I think the mentality, Anne, has to be, Looking around your house, you know, let's say you have a modicum of talent uh, to in writing or photography or whatever it is. Look around your house and see what can I exploit uh, for money mm -hmm. in this house. Mm -hmm. And then you see a kid and you go, oh, the kid. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Question of the week. What can I exploit for money? <laughs> in my house. <laughs> We're all supposed to be looking for a side hustle. <laughs> right? <So> <laughs> better get on oh, that we got God. a couple of emails uh from listeners that referenced uh, the mom pod so maybe i can read those now instead of doing them in the mailbag since they're okay they're yeah. relevant to this discussion from bob yeah. he said i just wanted to let you know how much i enjoyed the council of moms tm on today's tishi first of all it's great to hear moms talking about family life honestly with all the positives and negatives the segment about the mom bloggers broke my snarkometer and christy remains one of the funniest humans on the planet <laughs> The comment about hanging out at the playground to find a kid that looked like you so you could date their dad caused me to spit out my coffee. <laughs> and it was great to hear, Phyllis, again, there was such a nice chemistry between the five of you that you should seriously think about making this a semi-regular Tishi get-together. That's very nice from Bob. Mm. And also, uh, Eric said, hello, Tishi. I just finished listening to Moms on the Pod, and let me tell you. As a 56-year-old grown-ass man, I wasn't quite sure if I'd fit the demographic for this one. Boy, was I wrong. The show was a riot, and I learned so much, too. Mommy bloggers, who knew that was a thing? Thanks for a great show, and please have Colleen and Missy back. They were a delight. It was as if they've been co-hosts for years. That is correct. They mm -hmm. were both uh, fantastic guests, and thank you to them for doing that. And we should definitely have a part de on mom issues uh mm -hmm. i'd just like to register based on bob's email uh council of moms.com is taken uh it says something new is coming but council of moms.net is available <laughs> as is council of moms.org and dot online but if you do the dot org you're not allowed to make any money though right yeah. I mean, we're trying to exploit this. That's right? true. We're looking around well, the house. We're looking around our pod house. It's a nonprofit, but it doesn't say who the donations are going to. It's the human fund. But dot net makes so much sense. It's moms on the yeah. net, right? That's true. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Is moms on the dot net available? That could Ooh. be it. <laughs> that would work. Uh anyway, uh, if you haven't heard that if you're a dude, like if you couldn't be any further removed from motherhood, like me, um, it was still great. It was, it was so great funny. Content. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I've never felt um, less like I needed to be on a show, and yet it was so good. 
Right, right, right. I'm like, I, I was like, oh boy, uh, I would have been lost here. I would have been a big detriment to this show because I would have been like blowharding and everyone was like, yeah, shut up. Um, that's the way it is most of the time anyway. But uh, speaking of content and uh, other podcasts that I, I didn't appear on or probably won't appear on, the Beverage Minute this week on Wait a minute. Why are we spending our time plugging other podcasts? We're in the network. Right? Well, I we, suppose. We, as long as they don't, our uh, we're sucking up to the Podfather. Yes, assault our uh, sensibilities online, like a certain podcast mm-hmm. did. I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're happy to uh, promote uh, the other ten, ten seven ten podcasts. Um, so many notes Ear buds here. and earworms First, and the uh, beverage minute. I have to register so. moms on the dot net, which is available. <laughs> oh, there you go. Way to go, Lynn. Uh, and then uh, the podfather is what we need to start calling Jeremy, right? Of course. Yeah. Yep. All right. Good. He got name checked on TBTL this week or, or no, he did, actually didn't. Oh, he did get name checked and 10710 got name checked on TBTL this week because they were talking about creating a media company called uh disposable content disposable media they oh, registered disposablemedia.net and and at first uh andrew was saying well you know um, what why don't you send your ideas over to 10710 this really isn't our bailiwick but later they got into it and they've decided to uh assemble their own disposable media um so yeah we'll but see that was that, that was that was that was fun that, that Jeremy got mentioned for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll definitely follow through on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're so good at that. Beverage Minute. Bobby appeared this week uh, with, with Jeremy. You got a minute? Tell us about the beverage. <laughs> uh, I do. Uh, I didn't appear alone, though. Uh, you know, the, sometimes these things are better in numbers. And I thought, who better to help me talk about a Buffalo area beverage than listener bet in Buffalo. That's right. And not only because she's been bribing us with treats the last few weeks, just because she brought us baked goods and homemade soup and gumbo does not mean that I, uh, played favorites with who I wanted to have come on the beverage minute with oh, me. No, I'm sure. Mm, sure. And really it's good to have a reliable source for the beverage content because I don't know, this Loganberry stuff sounds weird. <laughs> it it's weird it is weird uh as i've said uh before and i think i've told some of you already my favorite part of this episode is when uh jeremy says he likes it because it's not too sweet and then i remind him that one can of loganberry has 42 or 47 grams oh of sugar in it. oh my god <laughs> see that's that's is it carbonated no okay then Oof. then i'm okay because i can cut it you know right mm-hmm. Because, like, I cut – when I drink juice, I always cut it with, with ice-cold water. Right. So I think you can take that – you can take that sugar and take way down. Well, we with, made the point. You you serve it over ice, and you got to let the ice melt a little bit. It's like whiskey. Yeah. You want to open it up, you know. But still. Let it warm up a little. Yeah. Taste different. Yeah. Different notes. Yeah, A exactly. dietitian told me once that if, if you read the label on something and it has 16 grams or more of sugar, you can just consider that a dessert. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt. Yeah. That, that and if you drink that with your meal, then don't have dessert. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. You or pour it over it, ice yeah. cream. Mm. Uh, it sounds wait, syrupy. No. It's not carbonated and it's really, really sweet. It, it is. Uh, it's got a bit of a to it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's it's almost got a little bit of a. T- well, you know what? Just listen to the show. I mean, I think that's really the lesson here for a real analysis yeah. of the flavor to really uh, 
you know, run through all of the notes and details. And the history of the drink uh, it does have a history. Uh, beverage minute on your well, we, podcast. we've already taken more than a minute, so <laughs> it's it's time to talk about me. Um, Mike is getting so antsy. <laughs> it's really time to talk about me. This is something that's been bothering me for a couple of days. It bothers me. Uh, I've been trying out some new podcasts in these troubled times, these unprecedented times. Mm-hmm. Challenging. And challenging, yes. I'm sorry, are you trying uh, to sell me a Toyota? <laughs> no, or, I'm trying to give you a Toyota. That, Please um, take it. <laughs> reassure me that uh, State Farm is still around and you're going to give me a credit? Uh, don't get me started on State Farm. They're they're the bane of our existence over here. We we In, in the period of like two years, we got in a few accidents None of which were our fault, and they relegated us to this their um, AAA farm team mm. of overchargers. <laughs> so, mm. uh, so it's it's not great. It's not great. And now we've got a we're, we're probably going to have a really big home repair coming, like a foundation crack uh, coming again. In. And, and you are hard uh, on foundations. Well, it's a different house. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm water, saying. There's water bubbling up through the floor. Oh no! A natural spring, yeah. a water feature. <laughs> yeah, we get about we get about a quarter ounce of liquid through the floor every day. It's really, really wonderful. At first, we thought it was like the cat's vomiting or whatever, but anyway, <clears throat> State Farm, fuck you. About home sweet money pit. <laughs> uh, yeah, here we go. Yes, here we go. Because we're uh, you know depending on the price, you just have to take it. You know. Anyway, I was trying out new podcasts. I. I tried Hit Parade, which I'll come back to later. And uh, the other morning, I was looking for something uh, from Song Exploder. So I'm scrolling back, scrolling back, looking for something like really fun that would just be long enough for me to listen to in the shower, like 20 minutes or whatever. So I see um, Lindsey Buckingham talking about Go Your Own Way, Mm. the Fleetwood Mac song. That's a good song. And I was like, oh, man. That is a really great pop song. I, I really want to hear what he has to say. And it was it was really interesting. And the only thing that completely ruined it, and I wished I could like reach out of the shower and turn it off, was when the song started playing it just made me think of cable news because I watch a lot of MSNBC now and as a product, I think it's called Anoro or Bictarvi or one of these bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and and they have like a pretty close rendition. I mean, it, it, side by side, you would hear the difference, but if you haven't heard the song in a while and, and that it comes on, you're like, that kind of sounds like the real thing. And it's such fucking moderate to severe bullshit i don't want anything to do with the song anymore it it's crazy uh pharmaceutical companies are ruining my enjoyment of music because they know that that gentlemen like me and ladies uh my age are slipping into the you know must have many pharmaceuticals and so they're grabbing our they're grabbing our songs they're ruining our childhoods it's, I really fucking hate music, but. <laughs> then why would you do Song Exploder? It's like so granular about music and that's all it's about. <laughs> well, 
I'm not saying I won't give it another try, but I, I'm not going to turn it on and get in the shower before I know it's not something mm-hmm. from a pharmaceutical commercial. It's not an Astellara okay. commercial. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I just cannot take it. Um, well, you know, that's so, one of my major platforms when, if and when I run for president is that I will outlaw uh, the use of television radio advertising for pharmaceuticals. That should be illegal. It's, absolutely it's a bane unconscionable. on everybody. And, you know, and they're always like, ask your doctor if Zeljans is right for you. And I'm like, no. That is not Has how anyone the info- ever said that no, to a doctor. No, that is not how the information flow is supposed to work. Nope. No. Ask your doctor what's right for you for whatever the fuck you, they <laughs> figured out that you have. Let That's your doctor you figure asking. out what's right for yeah, you. Yeah, the they got it. Replace all those commercials with just that. Excuse right. me, how should I trust somebody who went to school for like 10 years when I have Google and watch a lot of TV? That's true. That is a That's good true. point. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why is there a medical school now that there's Google? <laughs> I just don't get it. It is. A, that is a medical school. So that's the only one we need. <laughs> right. So back to, uh, is it Hit Parade? Is that the Slate one? Yes. Yeah, that's the one with Chris okay. Malampy hosting. What, what's his last name? Uh, Malampy. Okay. Something like that. Um, content, amazing. The production, wonderful. Just a pleasure to listen to, except for the fact that this guy, if, if there's zero charisma, somehow, you know, he is below that line. He has negative I, charisma. He's sucking the charisma, charisma out of you. It's like everything he says is boring. It could be the most exciting thing <laughs> that you've ever heard. And you're like, oh, geez, this guy? Ugh. He needs to like write it and then someone else should do it. And they could say they're Chris, you know, that's not you, Chris. Yeah. But this guy, you know, people like to listen to him. I'm boring. What episode did you listen to as a, as a hip parade completist? I'm wondering if, Oh, uh, I, I listened to one and and I, I, and I got to listen to it in full. Um, uh, I listened to the weird Al one for some reason. I don't even care that much for weird Al. I listened to that. And it was super interesting. And then I was listening to another one and then they put it behind a paywall. And I'm saying, I'm not climbing over a paywall to listen to this guy. I'm sorry. See, I did climb over that paywall. And the first episode over the paywall was Billy Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a recent one. Yeah. And that was, it was good. I mean, I, somebody who grew up a Billy Joel fan and I recognize that there are two kinds of people in this world. Um, yes. <laughs> when it comes to Billy Joel. Yes. yes. It's not for me. <laughs> Uh, I listened I, to, a little, to a lot of it when I was a kid, but uh, it's not for me now. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. I don't think I don't go home and I'm like, I got to throw on the Billy Joel greatest hits. <laughs> uh, Jones and for it. What that episode of Hit Parade taught me was that I still know every word to every major Billy Joel hit. So, oh, yeah. man, I bet I do, too. Yeah. I used to listen to that stuff a lot. <laughs> doesn't uh, doesn't age that well. The only song I, I hated from the beginning was the one where they just shout out, you know. Uh, he just shouts out about history, you know. <laughs> Black Panthers. We didn't you know. start the fire. <laughs> Dwight Eisenhower. He's just shouting yeah. about history. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. I mean, what did you go on Wikipedia? And you, Come on, guy. There's uh, actually a really good backstory to that song, but I'm not going to tell it because you should all go become Slate Plus members. And oh, yeah. Once go you climb done... over the paywall and fall asleep listening to that guy. That's a good sleep podcast, though. If you're looking for something sleepy 
that guy, as soon as he starts talking, I would read. He's a good writer. Everything about it is great. And he does write Except a good for column the host. for Slate. I'm sure he does. He's, he's, he's a better writer than I ever was, but he brings nothing. I, I know you're not supposed to bring a lot of your personality to that kind of podcast, but wow. Anyway, I've ranted enough about that guy and how much he makes me hate music and how much the pharmaceutical companies make me hate music. Music's not worth your time, people. Just give it up. <laughs> anyway, what's in the mailbag, Ann? Oh, we got some good emails this week. Uh, our pal Ted popped back in. He says, to the gang. I just wanted to let you know how much I've been enjoying the show over the last couple of months. I ripped through the backlog since my unfortunate podcatcher issues. If we recall back, Ted's podcatcher blew up and he had a huge backlog of pods to get to. But that's all solved. Had to get the zoom out of the drawer. Yep. But late Sunday night or Monday morning, that beautiful icon appears in my podcatcher, and I know I have something fun in store. I think you found a good mix of topics and stories that I've really enjoyed listening to. You shouldn't end a sentence with a preposition, but it's how I feel. <laughs> thank you for that grammar lesson, Ted. Uh, he says, thank you again for taking the time and energy to create something special, especially in these weird-ass times. It is super hard to make a good hour-plus show, and it's much appreciated. Thank you, Ted. Oh, that warms my heart. That's yeah. Good. We're trying. Um, from Shannon, she says, hi, Tishy Peeps. Long time since I rapped at you. Well, today I just wanted to pop on your website to put a little dollar dollar. Can I say it that way? Dollar dollar bills. In mm -hmm. your Boy, that sounds weird coming out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. Please in do say it that way. <laughs> Always. <laughs> But I can't find no donate button. I thought y'all had fixed that. You're forcing me to purchase Zots. Any hoozles. <laughs> oh, man. I would go for Zots right now. Just pay us I in Zots. I have That's four fine. and a half pounds of Zots. Give me a green apple Zot. You've only made it through a half pound so far? No, because I made ice cream. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh Continuing with Shannon's email, any hoozles, I have been loving your shows. I love how you all take turns hosting and bringing your own special sparkle, or spunk in some cases, Shannon you, to the show. I especially love it when Mike brings that's out- That's a word that's crossed over. Yeah, that it's a bad one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I especially love it when Mike brings out Anne's blue tendencies. She makes me so mad mm. sometimes. <laughs> Uh, let me know when slash how I can chip in. And if anyone happens to have a spare case closed mug, I lost mine a while back and that made me sad. Thanks for keeping it together over there. And Mike, I'm on tenterhooks wondering about your rough patch. I hope you're all right and won't be losing any more appendages. Your fan, Shannon, if the shoe fits. And she says parenthetically included the actual dad joke for Mike. We do know how much you love names that are verbs, Mike. <laughs> I really do. I'm a huge fan. Uh, just to give a little update, I'm I am not currently in danger of losing any other limbs, but I recently lost my brother, and uh, I'm I'm not going to talk about it here. But it was tough, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as those things are in these challenging times. Yeah, it was especially challenging because I couldn't go see him, and mm -hmm. and uh, you know his wife and children got to see him once. Yep. So that's it. Well, we can talk about that more later sometime. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a sad show. Yes. Where we just get all sad. Yeah. You can avoid yep. it. We'll put it right in the title. <laughs> Come wallow. Make you sad. 
Right. I wonder if we could make that an annual tradition. Like we could field messages from the listeners and and we could just have one big sort of letting of the tears. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just, just a catharsis thing. Like just get it all out and then go back to our normal mm-hmm. standard of bottling it all up until it explodes. Yep. <laughs> we will will howl to the sky. <laughs> we'll set up a, a sixteen bummer tournament, and then we'll go bummer for bummer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's had the worst year? Yeah, I don't know that that the best thing to do is add competition to that. That's what Mike does yeah. best, though. It's true. Bummer off. This is wheelhouse. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Uh, let's, bummers. let's dip into a few answers to a question of the week. You guys uh, sent in some excellent feedback on what is your favorite Olympic event after part one of our Olympic show. Uh, this is the part where Anne scolds you and says, I had two rules for this. Number one, Summer Olympics. And number two, <laughs> nobody's allowed to submit a bullshit non-event except Mike. <laughs> and some of you did anyway. Um, let's start with Bob. He says, my favorite summer Olympic sport, gymnastics. The strength and grace of those athletes, both men and women, is amazing. And then I'm going to save the rest of this email until we get into the quarantine Olympics because mm-hmm. that fits in there. Uh, Anne Louise also says, gymnastics. As a short kid, I was bad at gymnastics compared to the other gymnasts, but I was much better than my friends at school with no training. I also worked at UGA Gymnastic Meets in college, so watching it is nostalgic i like how ann louise has to specify that she was a much better gymnast than all her friends who had no gymnastics training (laughs) (laughs) well yeah Mm -hmm. uh tanya says definitely gymnastics if we're seeing a theme here then figure skating tanya that's winter then track and field and maybe some swimming okay all of them uh, Leslie, I included because Leslie's a horse person, so I had an idea what her answer was going to be. Like she a centaur? Says, yes, Bobby, she is a centaur. Wow, cool. <laughs> she, I, I don't know if she owns horses now, but she used to own, own horses when she lived in, I think, Colorado before she moved back to Minnesota. So she she is a, a horse rider for sure, if not a hybrid horse person. Uh, She says, obviously anything equestrian, specifically three-day eventing, which is like horsey triathlon. It has dressage, cross-country, and show jumping. Eventers are the scrappy type. For the most part, less money, fewer snobby people. And I love that men and women of all ages compete against each other. You could have a 58-year-old man on an 8-year-old horse competing against a 20-year-old woman on an 18-year-old horse. And cross-country is exciting and dangerous. Leslie is starting to sell me a little bit on these horse hey, events. This this just gave me an idea. Oh dear. Okay, so <laughs> you want some events where, you know, people at different economic levels can get involved uh in the Olympics or in really really any of these like sports or competitions that are seen as like rich people things and I was listening to a guy get interviewed about this uh, Beverly Hills dog show that's going to be on today or tomorrow. And, you know, purebred, purebred, purebred. How about we have a dog show for mutts? Like, you got to bring your 23 and me, and your dog can't be more than like 20% of anything or, you know, whatever the threshold is. And then we have a just a 
a fun dog show for for like shelter dogs or you know people are, we love we so much love saying how much we rescued dogs maybe it's the rescue dog show what do y'all think of that i support that have you ever seen the ugly dog show i've seen the winners <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, then and i wish always looking at the pictures <laughs> you know nine times out of ten it's a, a chinese crested yeah dog with the tongue flopping out the side but i don't know um Chinese crestes. I don't know if they're pure breeds or not in the ugly mm-hmm. dog a contest. Well, so I could see the, a mutt show. I thought there was something like this. Is there? Okay. Yeah, I, it can't be an original idea, but but it uh right now I'd watch it. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. But I I don't feel I mean, I hate looking at the the ugly dog winner, but then it takes me a second to try to brightside it and say he doesn't know or she doesn't know. <laughs> Like if you're if you win like the ugly human contest, you're like, oh man, you know, this is awful. Yeah, that's not but, exactly an honor. There no. is something called strut your mutt. Okay, Ooh, I like that. I like it as a show title. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the other one we were talking about. Would you still groom your mutt all up like at the fancy dog shows? So they're like super fluffy. Oh yeah, because yeah, they're I, I don't know. I just. I just had the idea, so I mean, we'd have to flesh that out for okay. sure. But good thing we have many episodes to follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we're, I'm great at follow up. You all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel is on my shit list, but I'm including his comment because it is representative. He says the opening and closing ceremonies are the only events I watch. Mm. Mm. The uh, quotation marks and pause are mine uh, the rest i can take or leave okay mostly leave i may catch part of an event here or there if i'm flipping through the channels but i generally don't give the olympics a lot of time or attention well see he really he's in meredith's camp yep yep i'm on the other side of that coin i appreciate his support in picking non-sports to piss you off oh, that was great on. but <laughs> but if there's anything that i could completely you know leave take or leave from the olympics it's the ceremonies i don't watch either one of them i mean i may go by it and take a look but uh drop me in the middle of some obscure you know competition i would rather be in the middle of the the equestrian or the steeplechase or whatever i needle dropped into there rather than watch pomp I like sports. Oh, I like the actual March of Nations. I like to see all the athletes super excited walking in. I like mm-hmm. to see. Plus there's with, that one greased up guy. Yeah. Is he like countries. from Tonga or yeah. something? Oh, yeah. He's yeah. all greased up even at the Winter Olympics. I think like he added luge or something <laughs> so that he could go to the Winter Olympics too. But, you know, I like to see how they're all geared up and yeah. they've all got their cameras, their phones, like because they're so excited. I'm into that. I like seeing the flags and. Whatever, but I don't care so much about like the program of the oh, opening right. and closing the ceremonies or whatever. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Andrea says, "Well, I paired these next two because they kind of go together." Andrea says, "None of the events, but I love the cheesy stories that profile the athletes." <laughs> and then Barb says, "Least favorite part of any Olympics is the endless shaggy dog story." All these people have worked amazingly hard. Every swimmer swam at 5 a.m. because that is when it happens. Stop with the overproduced time-killing bullshit. Show me more sports and less Costas. 
Ooh. Oh, oh man. Words. <laughs> Michael Phelps to bed before we get up to train at 8.30 to 9-ish. <laughs> no, that's not happening. Uh, Anne says, is Simone Biles an answer? I'll, I'll give it to you, Anne. She's amazing. I think the biggest regret, I mean, it's not mine to regret. The, the biggest sadness is that this person who is probably the best who has ever lived at her sport is going to miss her last chance to be in an Olympics when she's at the top of her game. Because, you know, those gymnasts, they burn bright and quick. Mm-hmm. So who yeah. knows if they push it off, if she'll be able to compete again. So that's that. Uh, and then the man after my own heart, Ken says, my favorite is swimming. I like seeing the guys in Speedos and the races are short. My least favorite is track and field because I get bored. Ken, diving. Diving. No. For no, guys diving. in Speedos. It's terrifying. <laughs> Don't do it. So I think um, what I took from the feedback was really it is what I expected. It was gymnastics and swimming is what people really love in the Summer Olympics. Everybody's with Hillary. You're all uh, basic, as she said. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a reason that everybody likes that. So yeah, very interesting. I mean, I'm a Um, big fan of watching people do things that there's no way I could ever do. So pretty much any Summer Olympic event. Mm-hmm. But do you have one in particular? Well, gymnastics. I, I I'm just mesmerized all the time by gymnastics. And by the way, uh, figure skating was a part of the 1908 Summer Olympics. Oh my god! So, um, but they had to do it several months after the rest of the other sports because it was too hot <laughs> out. <laughs> and I'm kind of with you. I mean, I've I'm obviously I don't really care that, that much about it, the Olympics. I used to watch when I was little, and the gymnastics was really fun. But I think um, the that beach volleyball is super interesting and mm-hmm. rowing. Um, and I like rowing because I used to row. So it's fun to see um, mm-hmm. other people do it much better than I ever could. Ooh, so th- I think those would be cool. my two submissions. Rowing is, is one of the only repetitive exercises that I ever liked doing. It's hard. Like jogging, I hated. But rowing, I really liked. I don't know why. It was just I think it was because... Um, when I got to UW, I semi got recruited for a crew, but then I looked at all the guys in, on the varsity boat and they were like six, four, six, five. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm fodder, you know, mm-hmm. you're recruited. You want me to, to, to be fodder, to get, just get annihilated by these guys every day in practice, you know, get up at, no, no, no crew practice. No, 11 o'clock noon. Don't, don't worry about no, it. It's just like come, 430 in the yeah. morning. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. That's why I didn't do it in be college. Calm. Yeah. Sam likes rowing. And I, I think about maybe we should get a rowing machine. But one, they're expensive. And two, I feel like rowing machines are rich people exercise equipment. Hmm. Maybe that's why I liked it. Because the few times that I would go to athletic clubs, I'd always grab that rowing machine. No one else seemed interested. No. We used to have one. Now that I think of it, I forgot about that. I lost it in the divorce. I don't know why. He never used it. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe he does now. You don't know. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's divorce guys, they get in shape. <laughs> <laughs> they either get in really good shape or they, <laughs> or they don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Remember when Pesca got He's not going to be the same person. Oh, like, yeah. Like a year later. <laughs> he was yeah. ripped. Yeah. Rock hard. Was that, was that divorce related, though? I think 
think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I didn't it was. Know that. I don't mm-hmm. care enough about Mike Pesca's personal yeah, life. He was so. on his his single dad trip there oh, for a while. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He got a girlfriend like right away. Of course. Well, he deserved it with the way he was working out. I mean, come on now. Sure. Yeah. To right. the victor. Mm-hmm. Um, I just realized that I have a connection to a potential Olympic uh, rower because one of my teammates, his son, uh, is a champion rower. His name is Lucas Bellows, and he's been training for the last couple of years uh, on the East Coast, I think, to be in the Olympics. And he was down competing in South America in some, like, I don't know pan american games or something but that'll be his dream pushed back too so yeah i went to school with uh, a girl high school with a girl who was um a champion um rifle shooter she was amazing and she she did it in college but i don't think she ever made it to the olympics but not something that ages well you think that rifle shooters probably have a good long career yeah as long as they don't get like arthritis in that finger or their shoulder Mm -hmm. falls apart I or suppose. get caught with beta blockers or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. My, I have I have the most strenuous connection. My mother's half sister's ex husband was on okay. the 1988 uh, Olympic baseball team, the silver medal baseball team from '88. Oh, very nice. So somewhere buried in a in a box somewhere in a family, you know, whatever is assigned baseball by a catcher who never made the majors. Yeah, but he's got yep, a medal. Win. Yes. <laughs> Somewhere he has a, a silver medal. Very cool. We got a silver? I, I I believe it was a silver medal. I believe that team went uh, and got the silver that year. Mm. It's embarrassing. I'd give it back. <laughs> How does the American baseball Olympic team usually do? Do they usually win? Uh, well, there isn't. Uh, baseball's not an Olympic sport anymore. It's not? Yeah, they got right? rid of it. Or did it come back? It, I forget. How. It happens during all the professional seasons. I it It's come and gone. And it, when it's in there, it's bullshit, kind of like the golf or tennis. Because it's like, who cares? I mean, we know who the good players are. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, let's get into some medium talk, shall we? Which is just a continuation of Olympics talk. I had a couple more... Um, uh, conversational prompts, I guess, uh, the, which is why we decided to split this into two shows because we didn't want to do a three-hour Olympics show. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about pros and cons of the Olympics in general. I thought it would be really good to have Meredith as someone who is disinterested uh, in sports in general and the Olympics in particular on to to talk about this because obviously there are some downsides to the Olympics uh, and those of us who enjoy them can kind of gloss over them. But I know the first thing that comes to mind that is definitely a down for the Olympics is that it doesn't tend to be great for the people that live in the city, right? Especially like homeless people or what do we, we call them un unhomed now or people without homes, yeah. Yes, yeah, street street people. I don't know if that's mm, insulting. I don't know. I've heard a lot of stories, like, I don't know, in, in Rio for the last Olympics, and probably it was terrible for Beijing, given that government, about how the um, uh, poverty on, 
uh, unhomed people were treated about that. So that's I don't know. definitely I think the, a downside. The, the government said it was fine. It was great. Oh, oh well, in well, that then. case. So. <laughs> yeah, didn't they just bulldoze over slums to build the Olympic pavilion in, in Rio? I think well, they did, they did yell first. Oh, that's yeah. I gave him some warning. <laughs> yeah. But Meredith, what's your feeling about the Olympics? Do you like just ignore it totally? Yeah, I just don't really care. Um, I did a little bit when I was a kid, but it's, you know, it's fine. I don't care if people like it. Um, mm-hmm. It it seems to be, um, you know, something that gets people real fired up for their specific countries. Um, so there's some definite like patriotism going on. And if that floats your boat, then that's fine, I guess. Um, but it kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't like it. Yeah, but but why? What, what uh, is it about it? This is very interesting. Uh, like um, sports as an indicator of um, superiority when maybe that shouldn't be a measurement that we use. Well, but it's true, though, that we have won the most medals. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of true, right? Like, it's, it's, we are number one uh, when you're talking about Summer Olympics, at least. I don't know about winter, but I was just looking it up. And we've won the most gold, silver, and bronze medals. Um, but the jingoism kind of yucks me out. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it in any situation, but I really hate how it's tied in with sports. Um, because it's just a way for the military to recruit people, mm-hmm. um, and and it just strikes me as yucky. Yeah. And plus, our country is not that great. Um, if you haven't heard, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, excuse me, that's what's behind the whole MAGA initiative. We're gonna make yeah. it great again. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No spoiler yeah. alerts. Let's not blow my upcoming new uh, quarantine social distancing Olympic events. Oh, okay. Address this okay. in detail. Oh, good. I I have always felt really uncomfortable with the tie-in of the military with professional sports, like your uh, your footballs, your baseballs. Yeah. Do they do it for soccer and hockey too? Those are inside, so it's harder to like do a flyover. <laughs> hockey is not so bad, um, and maybe that's one of the reasons I gravitated toward it as a as a fan. Um, mm-hmm. I, there is, you know. Uh, you sing this whatever song i forget even what it is the national um, at anthem? the beginning the national anthem yeah um <laughs> i don't care uh but but that's pretty much it like I, there's not really a lot of controversy over it in in hockey you also mm-hmm. sing the canadian national anthem so i think that helps sort of even things out yeah and also well, it's really do- theirs like they they yeah. they should own it more than we should yeah. but you know what the canadian national anthem is pretty good Yes, it's it mm-hmm. way more yeah. fun to sing. Oh, it's than inspiring. Ours. I like yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you go to an athletic event in Canada, say a hockey game or a Blue Jays game, they also sing it, usually alternating verses in French, which is fun. Well, I'm not down for that. <laughs> Anne's jingoism coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in Canada is half in French, so that fits. Yep. I've said before, I can sort of fake pronunciation in a lot of languages being a singer i you know and i got a good german pronunciation and latin and italian and all that stuff and i've even sung in you know like some slavic languages and things but french is just a fucker of a language if you don't speak it (laughs) just have no idea it's not easy so 
Well, uh, yeah, I, I think that's an excellent point. The sort of triangulation between sports and the military and patriotism is really like a weird canyon to get into. I hadn't associated that so much, the military part, with the Olympics. But I suppose if you look, it's there. It is. And, you know, I don't think it's inherently bad. It, it You know, if it makes people feel good, then, then that's fine. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I take a... Uh... I don't know. I I do like being patriotic. I'm probably more patriotic than most people I I know that uh, aren't assholes. Um, But I guess I'm an asshole too. If if being patriotic at this point makes me an asshole, then I I guess I guess I am. Well, I think it's fine to be patriotic. I just think that we've hung patriotism on the wrong things in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I when I was a kid, I was into it. Like USA, that's awesome. I I talked about it during the show. But now I find myself rooting for underdogs that, from all over the world. That's that's just what I do when I watch the Olympics. You know, I'm like, oh, this this fucking guy doesn't have the entire machinery of China or USA behind him, uh, and he's still this fucking good. You know what I mean? It's that it's that unaffiliated handball player that we should all get behind, right? <laughs> unaffiliated. <laughs> there was funny watching the like the Russian hockey team and. Uh, they they were like wearing black uniforms and they weren't allowed to say Russia or something. Yep. It was really weird. <laughs> I think, you know, an interesting um, kind of approach to it. A friend of mine is um, 100% Belgian, although he was born here and he roots for Belgian teams. So that yeah. that kind of that's kind of fun. Yeah. Like you could, Denmark you could for me. do your 23 and me cheering. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I think one of the things that I like about the Olympics is it's generally a positive event that the whole world more or less, um, focuses on that we're all sort of, it's a common experience for people of different cultures and different languages to be like proud of their people and their accomplishments. So Mm -hmm. I like that. I think that's pretty cool. I like, I I really do want like the Armenian swimmers or whatever to like not get knocked out in the first heat. I want them to Mm -hmm. like do really well and make their like people proud. The mm-hmm. stories about what the, the, the bonkers things that they send with the North Korean teams, that's interesting. What they're allowed to say, why they mm-hmm. get kicked out of t- the, the Olympics, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all weird. Uh, I'd like to issue a correction while we're talking about America being number one, which is that in 1988, the uh, U.S. baseball team won the gold medal, but it was, oh. a, dem- it was a demonstration sport in yeah. 88, so it doesn't really count. But they did win gold. They beat Japan. The 84 Olympics is when they lost to Japan. So it was a revenge story. And I'm honored to have it be a part of my family history, even if it's just my mother's half-sister's (laughs) ex-husband. And a demonstration medal. Right. I told you, it's tenuous. Silver-ish. Hey, that's more medals than I have. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's just gold-plated. Right. There's chocolate inside. Uh, well, are we ready to talk about the alternative to our sadly postponed summer games? Sure. Because, I mean, we can still have an Olympics, right? Even though most of us are stuck in our houses or social distancing or taking our lives into our hands every time we go to work. That doesn't mean we can't have some sport fun with the summer. So we've all uh, come up with uh, a few events that we can add to our Uh, Quarantine Olympics. Before I forget, I want to read the rest of Bob's email, 
where he um, outlines his pitch for an alternative event. Uh, He says, now, here's an extremely politically incorrect suggestion for a new Olympic sport. Tyrion tossing. How it works. (laughs) Two-person teams. The person to be tossed is dressed up like Tyrion Lannister. That's Game of Thrones for anybody who is living under a rock. Uh, and he's a smaller fellow. Yes. Yes. He is a, a, a miniature. Short, a short human. British or a short American? I can't. He's American. I, I can't. Okay. Short American like uh, Ellen. <laughs> yes. Like Ellen Middoff, not Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> <laughs> right? Ellen Middoff, self-described. Short American. American. Uh, the Tossy <laughs> carries a crossbow bolt. The objective is to throw Tyrion at a mock-up of Lord Tywin Lannister sitting on the toilet. Uh, insider uh, show um, reference. The goal is for Tyrion to pierce Tywin's intestines with the crossbow bolt. The mock-up has a big bag of intestine-like objects that are released if the bolt strikes in the right place, as well as a capsule of a chemical that smells like a uh, poo. Points awarded for form, accuracy, <laughs> the amount of intestines and odor released. Ugh. Please note, the Tossie does not need to be a little person, but preferably small, light, and aerodynamic enough to maximize <sighs> optimal flight. Crowd pleaser, eh? Oh, so you could throw children. Okay. Well, yeah, you I'm know what this actually reminds me of is which is Scandinavian country where they do the wife carrying race where he yeah where he puts his wife over his shoulder and of course you want you want a small wife so it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be Tyrion. it could be if if you're well ellen well and i think there's a there's a chance for a, a second a second career in the olympics for some people here because you know peter dinklage is four foot five inches tall Simone Biles is four foot eight. Oh, wow. she's posting him up. See, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that poster. I want to see Simone Biles dunking on Peter Dinklage on a right. on a little tyke's got basketball. A mouse in the house. Mouse in the house. <laughs> Give me the ball. Wife carrying was first introduced in Finland. Finland. Oh, I was wrong. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. All those big burly finishments. Yep. Um, as an aside, I, I used to work with somebody. You have a lot of fins in your area of the world, right, Meredith? Oh yeah. I know there's a yeah, big yeah, Finnish yeah. population. So I have some Finnish in me too. Yeah, People I used to. Magnus. I used to have a friend that I worked with in retail who, um, she was from Charlevoix. So, mm-hmm. um, she was. So we were working together. And somebody was paying with a check. And so, you know, you see their name when they pay with a check, obviously. And her last name was Aho, which is Finnish. It's A-H-O. And my friend Jamie looks at it and she goes, oh, my mother-in-law's Aho. (laughs) And then I fell down until I stopped Uh, laughing. (laughs) Isn't everyone's mother-in-law Aho? Not mine. I love my mother-in-law Oh, God, I love Finnish names. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know, Bob, if we can add that to the quarantine Olympics because it seems like it kind of needs a lot of prep. And a lot of touching. A lot of touching. You'd, yeah. you'd have to be quarantined with your yeah. carrier or, or carrie. But definitely, I mean, if we can add like BMX racing to the Olympics, I don't mm-hmm. see why we can't add Tyrion tossing. So that's 
an excellent suggestion, if somewhat gross. Uh, Meredith, I really want to know this first um, item on your list because it was one of the original events that you immediately came up with when we started uh, discussing this topic. Yes, I've talked about this before, but um, doing yoga at home with three cats in the house is a challenge. It's a real challenge. Um, I cannot wait for the studios to open back up, but I'm not going to go to Lansing and yell about it, just for the record. Um, <laughs> Why not? There are Get protests your long like, gun out. every week now. <laughs> These people are crazy. Um, so it, this, I was just, I was doing a, a gentle kind of stretchy class yesterday, and Bear was in in my and. I do this in my bedroom because it's got the largest um, floor space that doesn't have a ceiling fan above it because <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I would end up kicking it or punching it uh, pretty frequently if I if I tried to do this in another room. So I, he was like sleeping on my bed or something. And I'm like, OK, whatever, I'll leave him in here. And then I lay down to start the, the class and he just jumps right onto my stomach and stays there for like the first 10 minutes. So I'm doing like these kind of gentle, stretchy moves and he's just not moving at all. <laughs> Okay, fine. Stay there. And that's fine. Um, I can kick him off whenever, but the, the challenge comes when I'm doing something more strenuous and they're either in the room or bothering me from outside of the room. And I'm trying to focus mm -hmm. and either not squash them when I land. Like if I'm, I'm practicing, like I'm trying to learn how to do handstands and I was, I, I'm not very graceful and I will fall down pretty regularly or land less than gracefully. And if there's a cat under my feet, I can't necessarily always know if they're going to be there when I when I land. Um, and so far, I haven't hurt anybody, um, but it's a it's a concern. So it's been uh, a challenge. Um, how would you? I mean, I assume this is a points sport. You would need judges, and you would award points. Mm. Well, sure. Um, and it's probably, um, I think cat participation, cat involvement could mm. be a big part of that. Like I managed to do the first 10 minutes yesterday with bear on me. So mm -hmm. I think that that showed some real, um, talent and initiative yes, so and there creativity. Would be, there would be scores for you in like execution and scores for the cats too. I like yes. this. Yep. Like how well they're able to participate. Cause he was sleepy. So he didn't just get up and run mm -hmm. away. You gotta you gotta mic them up so that like your tiebreaker can be the purring, and mm. also you know like how how deep did you have to to dig to not um, to not scream out when they started kneading your 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 <laughs> abdomen while you're trying to do something? I'm pretty used to that. This doesn't really bother me anymore. I'm just covered in scratch. See, see, you'll be great. You'll be great. Does NBC have the rights to the quarantine Olympics? Because I'd like to see John O'Hurley. Uh, announce cat oh, yoga. Yeah. Mm. He's awesome. <laughs> He's definitely doing the mutt, the mutt games. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. mutt show. Yeah, the strut your mutt. Strut your mutt. That's such a good name. <laughs> it is good. God damn it. <laughs> um, Bobby, why don't you lay one on us? Sure. Well, as promised, uh, this is uh, this is for all the real Americans. Okay. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about them because they're making themselves known these days. Mm -hmm in Lansing and other places mm, and all of Wisconsin, the bars are packed. Yeah, <laughs> please, please crowd them Smart. in. <clears throat> definitely. Uh, they should, they should definitely do like a, a, a shared cup situation. They can all go to the yes. bar, but they have to all drink out of the same cup. No, just pass a straw around the room. <sighs> and use the same one. If only it only hurt them, I wouldn't care at all, mm -hmm. right. but it doesn't. I know. So I was thinking about the modern pentathlon. Pentathlon. It's a tough word. Pe yeah, pe I think it's pentathlon. Pentathlon. Yeah. 
And it's called mm-hmm. the modern pentathlon because it's modeled on the original Greco-Roman pentathlon of, of all these different skills to be the ultimate soldier, right? And what are real freedom fighter Americans but modern soldiers of mm. of your rights? Yeah, yep. so soldiers. I, I thought that these events could all be modernized for this era of uh, fighting the quarantine in the quarantine Olympics. So. The, Please tell me that open carry is one of them. <laughs> well, uh, I'm gonna, I'll go through. So modern pentathlon's first event is epee fencing, which is the fencing with the heavier foil uh, sword. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think instead of epee fencing, it's just literally building a fence to keep out foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, and yeah. then the next event in the modern pentathlon is the 200 meter freestyle uh, so your swimming event, and uh, instead of the 200-meter freestyle, it's just a 200-minute freestyle word association <laughs> on making your point. Um, you know, ideally with microphones in front of you, you don't actually have to make mm-hmm. sense. You just have to go. It's just an mm-hmm. endurance test. Bonus points for including wake up sheeple. Yes, yes, absolutely. Hey, I worked or it into saying something a- like, like demon crats <laughs> or refuglicans. <laughs> Libtards. What was the one that started all this? Feminazi. Yeah. I think that oh, was oh, yeah. oh, Rush Limbaugh has a lot to answer for. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Rush Limbaugh, uh, already in the Hall of Fame. He, he, he pro- <laughs> Retroactively in the Hall of Fame for this new uh, MAGA pentathlon. He already has a Congressional Medal of Honor. Oh, Christ. So. <laughs> uh, sh- or a presidential. I don't know what he got, but he got a big Medal got of a Freedom. A yeah, medal that doesn't like matter that. anymore is yeah. what he got. Yeah. Nope. For spitting your COVID into the microphone. Idiot. Yeah. Uh, show jumping is the next one. They actually, the, you know, the people who do this, they got to do all these things and be able to ride a horse and jump. So uh, instead of show jumping, it's just uh, jumping to conclusions with no facts. Mm. <laughs> yep. mm. Yes. Uh, and it can be with the office space jump to conclusions, Matt, if you want. Sure. Yeah. So sure. it's a nice prop. I yeah. see that as an essential training aid. Right. Right. And uh, I am sure that Alex Jones or whoever would be happy to sell you one. They just mm-hmm. put it in between the ads for gold and the ads for storable food. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so is this like um, like 5G causes coronavirus, that kind of thing? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, have you been training already? <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. You just came I'm hot out of the gate with this that. one. Yeah. Oh, man. I just had some Chinese food and washed it down with a Corona light last night. So, you know. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, so I'm I'm gonna die. <laughs> I didn't know. I wasn't informed. Pharma wants you to get sick. Yeah, yeah. It's just a cold. Uh, there's a running mm. event also in the uh, pentathlon, uh, and so uh, to run for this, you actually just run in an election. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that, I like that. It's a really simple one. It takes some time to figure out the winner, but you just go ahead and roll up your sleeves and. And uh, you don't actually have to complete it. You can just Joe Exotic it. Like, you can just tell people you're running for whatever. Oh, right. Uh, and right. then if you're not familiar, the final modern pentathlon event is pistol shooting. And for the oh, MAGA pentathlon, it's actually just still pistol shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So there you go. The, the MAGA pentathlon. Yeah. Yeah. Assault rifle uh, brandishing, I think, would be good, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandishing. I like that. I love that word, by the way. Yeah. Well, they don't actually do anything with them, thankfully. They just hold them. Yeah. And, and for some reason, like they're going to shoot and, the germs. Right. Yeah. I, I, it make yeah. you think about a revolution if what's-his-bucket loses the election. Yeah. makes you think there's going to be some really bad things. 
Ah, I can, I'm picturing Hans Gruber. Shoot the germs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get your micro bullets out and shoot the germs. There's a good XKCD Idiots. comic that is like, it, it explains kind of why um, lab studies don't necessarily translate to humans. And it's like, this kills uh, this bacteria in, in a petri dish and he's like yeah so does a gun and there's a picture of him standing on a lab table aiming a pistol at a petri dish <laughs> uh so yes uh fox news has the exclusive air uh rights to the mm. maga pentathlon and you can watch them anytime they're actually already going so enjoy uh, sort of in perpetuity yeah yep just uh just never stops and um uh, the winners are self-declared Hmm. I think what I learned is that the modern pentathlon is kind of impressive. If you have to do equestrian events and shoot and run and swim and what was the other one? Fence. Yep. And fence. The The thing about this event, Bobby, is I might get tired of all that winning. <laughs> mm, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in reality, they actually use laser pistols now for the pistol shooting. Uh-huh. Oh. But we, of course, we would use real pistols because that's, you know. Use duck hunt. <laughs> oh, I liked those. <laughs> oh, why You'd have just... that dog come up out of the rushes You missed, asshole. <laughs> I want to shoot the dog. Everyone tried to shoot that dog, right? We wanted that dog dead, right? Hmm. This is a good idea. Jerk. Why don't they just give all the Olympic athletes the running mat from the original Nintendo? Mm-hmm. And they can all just do hurdles. That could just be the entire Summer Olympics this year. Do it. Oh, yeah. I don't think I could even do virtual hurdles, frankly. Oh, no. You just bang your hand up and down on the mat. That was always the... <laughs> it's oh. way easier. Way easier. <laughs> when when I was in Texas and, and we had to really um, be careful about um, keeping Eddie in certain places or he'd run away <laughs> from us. Um, I got really good. And I think, so this is why I think I'd be good at hurdles is we had, uh, baby gates everywhere and I was constantly having to like, you know, climb over a baby gate with a big plate of food or a very full <laughs> beverage or something. So I got really good at doing that. So mm-hmm. I think I could do hurdles. There you go. I mean, I think you just came up with another quarantine event. Mm-hmm. Snack hurdles. So. Yep. I like that one a lot. My problem is that it would always be the back toe that would get caught on the edge of mm-hmm. the hurdle. And it's bad enough when the hurdle is loose and you can knock it over. But if it was a baby gate that was like affixed to the wall, that that plate of spaghetti is going everywhere. Yep. It's high stakes. That's good. Have I? This is the dumbest thing, but we were, this was back in the before times when you could go to restaurants. Sam and I were at an Italian restaurant uh and somebody had spilled a plate of spaghetti in the middle of the main floor of this restaurant and they tried to wipe it up, but they did it. They didn't clear everyone away and really get in there with a good, good, like uh, cleaning agent. They just sort of did it as quickly as they could, but it made the floor slippery like the cheesecake factory mm. for the rest sure. of the night. Oh yeah. And people would just walk through and for the whole, for the hour we were sitting there, people would just like slide on one foot and almost fall and oh, Jesus. would fall mm. and more stuff would fall and just, Every time, like when when spaghetti hits the floor, you've got to just back out and really scrub it off because you can't. Yep. <laughs> Don't call State Farm, Mister Restaurant Owner. Just pay the person <laughs> off. So are they out of business Jeez. because of lawsuits at this point? <laughs> God, uh, no, they're out of business because of coronavirus. But thank you for bringing yeah. up a really sore subject. Mm, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> 
when when I went to Disneyland, we decided to really like Disney it up. And so for dinner, we went to Ariel's Grotto, the sit down restaurant there. And so we were sitting in the booth and across from us, there was a, a party of like it had to be 14 people, adults and kids and whatever. And they finished like pretty um, early and left. And the, the busser came out to bust the table and he just kept loading plates and bowls and silverware and glasses on this tray. It was like a standard like server's tray. And it was like the Mount Everest of used cutlery and crockery and dishware. And we kept watching him pile it up and pile it up. And we're like, oh, my God, this is not he can't this isn't physically possible. And so he finally has this tray and it was two feet tall full of used dishes Mm. and very carefully took it off, went around the corner, and we heard crash. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It was the largest dish crash that I've ever heard in my entire life. And we were like, well, yeah, saw that coming. When I think about a good meal, though, I definitely want to go somewhere where the character collects sea garbage. (laughs) <laughs> well that's how they get all their forks those are combs those are for your hair exactly it's uh, called a dingle hopper if i remember yeah, correctly I think you're right <laughs> um mike would you like to bring your first event to the quarantine olympics well i i only have one event but it's a biathlon and it's something really simple that we could all just start this afternoon. No okay. equipment needed. You know, nothing else besides someone else in, um, you know, in sheltering with you. And don't get me started on quarantine versus sheltering. And then people saying lockdown. I mean, I've been, I've been on lockdown. <laughs> oh yeah, this is not a lockdown. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay. Yeah, you don't get a choice about lockdown. <sighs> God. Anyway. They let you out of prison to go to the grocery store. (laughs) Shit. Lockdown. If I hear one more person say, we're all in lockdown. Fuck you. Anyway, uh, the first event is uh, face touching. Like, (laughs) who can go the longest without touching their face? And and let's face it, uh, whenever someone says face touching, don't you want to touch your face? Isn't your face immediately itchy? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean... I can't keep my hands off my face. I am gripping I mean, I, the arms I, of my chair as you speak. Yeah. <laughs> I touched my face a lot before, probably. And now I touch it even more because people keep saying, I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to touch my face. I haven't touched it in a while. That's, it's Got to make sure it's still there. Yeah. Like, why do yeah, we need to do gonna this? You're not going to stop people from doing we it. Don't. You're not going to stop My it, beard you know, is suddenly know. so itchy. I hate you so much. <laughs> it's like when people start talking about bugs and you're like, oh, there's bugs on me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Once, once there's like, oh, over the last like three or four days, we've gotten some little flies in our house. Now, now I'm convinced every time I feel something. God damn yep. it. <clears throat> anyway, um, so like, who can go the longest without touching their face? And then the other is, uh, who can go the longest without uh, breaking breaking uh, their resentful silence and saying something hurtful to. <laughs> to uh someone else in the house <laughs> oh Just so like quarantine, at each other like tension olympics 
Yeah. Yeah. Because there's, there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that. Well, so I guess that leaves me out unless yeah. I can find somebody to do this. Can you do it remotely? Yeah. But no, because it has to be a person that you're in close quarters with for an extended period of time. Um, yeah, yeah. You could do the face touching thing, you know, on Zoom, but mm-hmm. you could not uh you could not do the uh, the quiet resentment. It requires 24/7 uh, exposure to the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, I have one for you though that's sort of the solo version of that that I didn't put on my list, but I almost did. And that's shadow boxing your emotions. Ooh. <laughs> Send me to the gold medal round, Bobby. Yeah. Cuz I th- I think we've all been trapped with way too much time to think. Mm-hmm. I think oh not only God, is that putting a strain on all of our relationships, which we've talked about, but uh, uh, also our emotions and our relationships with ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're spending way too much time analyzing our own place in the world. I, At least I am. And I'll go ahead and speak for everyone. We all are. Uh, so, yeah, shadow boxing was actually going to be one on my list anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you could you can uh, you can do it with that. You know, you can just quietly resent yourself in. Sure. I like that. (laughs) I have a concept that I've been working on that I call the bad feelings box. And the problem is when you open the bad feelings box for one feeling, you can't control what comes out of it. So Mm. other tentacles just start slithering on out of that bad feelings box. It's like a Pandora's bad feeling box. It's really quite a, a journey to get that box closed again. I wonder, just by saying that you've willed a Pandora bad feelings box charm into existence. (laughs) (laughs) That's our Amazon plug for the week. Is Pandora surviving all of this? Are there going to be a lot of charm purchasing? Oh, if they they don't have a little, that cute little coronavirus charm with all the little Uh, suckers coming off of it. This is opening up a whole new line of business for mm-hmm. them, yep. I would think. There are lots of charms that could go on the COVID bracelet. Yep. Bobby, you're a genius. How do you, how do you like, make a, a talisman out of not having to take your kid to soccer games? <laughs> Orange slice. Yep. yep. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you think of the money that you're saving. On orange slices and juice boxes. I think I've got my first yeah. product to put up on momsonda.net. <laughs> and the time you're saving by not watching four-year-olds run around completely disinterested in something everyone tells you you need to make them do. Uh, okay, here's mine. I've been going for a lot of walks at lunchtime in my neighborhood, which I hadn't really done before. Or if I do, I you know I live in Minnesota. We are the land of 10,000 lakes, which is a surprisingly round number. <laughs> um, do they fill a couple lakes just to n- knock it back to ten thousand, or do they make some lakes? To yeah, I don't know. I think they just made a conservative estimate, and it all depends on what you're counting as a lake. Is every little scummy mosquito-filled pond right. count as a lake? But um, I think it's closer to fifteen thousand. But you know, wow, we don't know for sure. But there it are several roll off the tongue though ten thousand exactly there are there are several like nice lakes in my neighborhood with nice parkland, so generally, when I go out for walks up until this point, that's where I've gone. But now that I'm doing it every day, I felt a need to explore into the neighborhoods a little bit, and so I'd like to add an event called house critique walking, 
Ooh, mm. I do a lot of this too. Mm-hmm. And I have two different categories of this. The first one that I started doing, I'm calling decorative art architecture critique. Um, because not far from me, uh, with the whole housing boom going on, it's been a lot of those, not modular houses, but um, houses and townhouses where they have like four or five basic building plans. And then whoever buys them gets to go through and customize them with, I, you know, did it. I want to put Kyle. this yeah, thing here. So you can do that for the inside and for the outside. Mm -hmm. And so I've been looking at these and um, some of the houses I'm like, oh, no, why? No. And some of the houses I'm like, yeah, I could live there. And so I set out to like take an inventory of all the houses and figure out what it is that uh, makes me like or dislike these houses that are mostly so cookie cutter about it. And so I'm deep into things like faux stone finishing. There's like one model of house in this neighborhood where they like the faux stone, but they only put it on either side of the garage door, which is like two feet wide. Mm -hmm. And then it's not anywhere on the rest of the house. Well, those are the pillars supporting the garage, obviously. Obviously. Well, speaking of pillars, many of these houses have pillars or columns of some sort on the front porch. And some of them are big, blocky, like the faux stone. The bottom half is faux stone wrapped. And then they have what I found out is called tapered columns, where it's they're rectangular, but they're kind of skinny at the top. And then they taper out yep. to a wide bottom. And I hate them. I hate them all. And which doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. I'm sure any of our listeners who have tapered columns, they'll look great because you will have a house where the tapered columns are in proportion to the size of the house instead of these like giant blocky weird things. So that's what I've been doing is um, scouring these sort of um, – development neighborhoods where all the houses only have subtle difference to to decide what's good and what's bad and make sure that I see everything in them. So that's the decorative architecture category. The other category I call I want to live here, which is going into some of the older neighborhoods. Like I'm really into like a brick portico and there are some older houses, I don't know if they're built in the 50s or 60s, that back up and they have these huge lawns that go down to lakes. And a lot of them are, maybe they're like 70s, I don't know. But I spend a lot of time puzzling out why I like them and why I want to live there. And so that's occupying a lot of my mental energy these days. And I think we can have a timed aspect and then maybe an essay aspect of it to create a score for hmm. that that event i like it this would be so hard in my neighborhood oh so your neighborhood is so hard. cute meredith <laughs> whoa it's so but it's historic houses and there's no there's none of that cookie cutter architecture mm -hmm. and what i've been noticing that i am just a total sucker for a turret Yes. I just love them so much. I don't know why I want one and I want to make a reading room out of it. Um, but there's also, there's some, so there's a lot of those because there's like mini mansions and castles all over this neighborhood. And the other thing is that a lot of them have this like wavy brick work 
um, on the Ooh. facade. It's like irregular bricks that look really, really cool, um, kind of like a hobbit house. Or, or they'll do that to the roof. I don't know how, but it's amazing. I'll take some pictures next time I'm out walking. I, You know, one of my favorite things uh, to do when I go to Seattle is make Christy or Jeremy drive me around in that section of the city where they have all those really cute little brick houses on the hill mm-hmm. because I'm just fascinated by those. I think they're so wonderful and I would love to live in any of them if I had an extra, you know, $2 million lying around. <laughs> but you can come here and have one for 200 So That's true. Yeah. All the coppers are gone. But well, yeah. You can <laughs> gotta do some work. <laughs> Put a cager on your AC, but... It'll be yep. fine. <laughs> Plenty of extra lawn from the house next door that was knocked down. It's great. Exactly. Yep. That's actually not, that's everywhere in Detroit, but not my neighborhood somehow. We're very lucky. I like it. I mean, I've only even seen pictures of your neighborhood and I know it's cute. So it's so cute. Good and job. I think um, maybe you walk around the neighborhood and you have a bunch of Corifoam signs. And when you walk by a house, people look out at you and you, you know, like hold up. Uh, Eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It would inspire people, you know, like, oh, I got a six yesterday. I need to go trim the <laughs> edges. God damn it. That's no true. And I just, they all have front porches of some sort, but it's all just a concrete slab. And it's like a development from 2017. And nobody's really planted anything. So it's mm-hmm. just like this weird, ugly slab with kind of hey. barren columns. Y'all, or posts y'all visited or... me and Kyle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> When um, in Texas, uh, bef- oh. when I first moved in and, and we didn't have any garden at all, and we hired a landscaper to put some stuff in and she walked up to the house and she said, I feel like I'm walking up to a funeral home. It's <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I don't have to say it like that. Or there was somebody who like obviously had made an effort. I like that they had put some like brick flower beds, raised flower beds in around the, the either side of the door. It was very cool. And they had put some... Um, some rock landscaping rock like up either sides of the driveway and maybe like 18 inch strip on either side of the driveway but they picked rocks that were like snow white and it looks so strange with the beige house oh like those blinding white um like almost like mulch how people use it like mulch kind of where it's yeah 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 yeah. exactly i just question people's decisions all the time well, that's the thing. You want to see some good effort, but sometimes um, it it works at counter purposes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my, my father-in-law loves to putter out in the yard in his backyard. And, you know, it's a nightmare for my mother-in-law. And, and Emily's almost always aghast at his little projects going on <laughs> out there. <laughs> it's like, please don't do this in the front. <laughs> I also love people who love like garden and lawn ornaments, but they don't really have a sense of any kind of purpose or layout. It's just like mm-hmm. I bought this cool wind sculpture and I stuck it here. And then I, I yeah. bought this concrete fairy and I stuck it here. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, I just love the enthusiasm, but I don't get the yeah. look that you're going for. <laughs> yeah. Not really planned out. Not really thought out. Well. All right. Who has another? Uh, Meredith, you have a couple more that look interesting on here. Yeah. My next two kind of go together. Um, the first one is extreme grocery ordering. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this man, oh man. has been, I think, a challenge that everybody can relate to. Um, 
it's safer to get your groceries delivered. There are, you know, that has its own problems, but it's safer for you to get your groceries delivered. But it's also extremely hard because everyone is also trying to get their groceries delivered. So I've um, resorted to things like waking up at three in the morning to get a, a shipped mm. order spot. And that's kind of the only way I've been able to actually do that. The other thing is there's Amazon Whole Foods delivery, and I've had the most luck with that because they open up yeah. delivery slots periodically throughout the day. So it's like part of my day now when I need groceries <laughs> to check Amazon every hour, like fill up my cart, and then as soon as it says there's a delivery window, just bam, order, order, order. Oh, that's um, that's crazy that you say that because Emily rides that whip all day long and all night long too to try to get you know and she'll um she'll say hey is there anything you need from the grocery store you got two seconds yep, you know? yep. <laughs> well, uh no I, now, so i never now, really now. get anything go, go, from go. the whole foods <laughs> right like I've the H E B orders i i you know i can go on and add it and then she'll order it but the whole foods thing is like it's now 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 yep. now, now now or never yeah. Um, and yeah, the other one that goes along with that is, um, since obviously everyone's making bread right now, um, is finding flour can be a challenge. So I, yeah. I, I think extra points for, for getting flour, um, mm-hmm. definitely, um, if you get a, a delivery window, that's the same day, that's a, a huge bonus. Cause that's very yes. rare. Um, it is amazing else? how our standards for supermarkets we have changed. I mean, think <laughs> about it. Only three people in the grocery store at a time, which is good right that's an ideal mm-hmm. scenario but instead of going for like the hams now we're going for the dollar 99 five pound bag of flour mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense but it's the world we live in now guys i i forgot about this story because it happened so early in the week but i was i went to the randall's which is always a mistake um and this was my first trip to the to the grocery store since this whole thing started because emily's been you know getting the the whole foods delivered or picking up at H-E-B, but um, I had like a ton of time to kill, I think, because our housekeeper was here and, I, and we don't want to get each other sick. So housekeeper, Emily hates that. What is she? Uh, I don't know. She thinks housekeeper means that the person lives here, but she doesn't. Sure. Like she's Alice. Yeah. Yeah. Alice. Just- Every other week. She's here, and she was here a long time because, you know, we've really fucked up the house since the last time. Wrangling those, those uh, tumbleweeds of fur. And... I mean, I do a decent job of the things I do, but the things I don't do, I really don't want to do. So Alice came, and I, was, I went to the Randalls, and um, there are – I don't know if you all have experienced this, but they've started to put – tape down on the floor to tell you which direction to go yes. mm-hmm. on each aisle because aisles aren't wide enough to distance. Mm-hmm. And I, all I needed was a plunger. Don't tell me why, you know, don't, don't ask me why <laughs> I needed a plunger. So yes. we've all been that's, there. There's a reason we all own one. Mm-hmm. That's you were making a hat. <laughs> I broke my plunger. And so I need a new one. There wasn't an emergency, but it was just something to do. Because before I broke the plunger, I solved the problem. So I just need a new one in case something else happens. And so I went there. Just your standard I, non-emergency I, plunger. Got it. Yeah. I, I I know kind of where it might be. I go down the, um, the I forget which aisle, but it's like the, the toilet paper and, and paper towel aisle. And it, it looks like downtown Beirut. 
you know, there's like three mm-hmm. rolls of, you Generic. know, Guatemalan toilet paper yep. on, on the right. Yep. <clears throat> um, I don't need that. Uh, but as I'm going down that aisle, I see, and, and I'm going the right way. I see an older couple, not much older than me, just casually strolling, you know, toward me. And I let them keep going, keep going, because I was like, okay, it's got to be, you know, three three aisles down. Now I see where the cleaning stuff is or whatever. Uh, they just keep coming. So I, I, and I got a cart that, uh, uh, a scooter that didn't work very well. It was going like really like maybe a quarter mile an hour. So these people are in my way and I would have abandoned the scooter a long time ago if it wasn't like a dick move to the store employees. You know, I'm like, Oh, well, what else do I have to do besides spend 48 minutes going half a mile around an hour around the Randalls to get a plunger. And they, they kept walking while I hit the, you know, when you hit the backup on those, those things, the So I backed halfway down this aisle and then I, I backed around the corner in the right direction and they came around the corner wanting to go the wrong direction right at me again. And I stood, I stood my ground, not, not with a gun, but I stood my ground and, uh, and I, I felt like that was a victory. But then I, I, they clear out, I go down the aisle and now I'm about to come down the aisle with the plungers. Here they come again wrong way again and i do it again and they just don't get it they don't get it the tape is on the floor it's not hard to see but people people are not paying attention to that i've noticed that too when i have to go out is that no one cares Mm -hmm. they either don't see it or they just don't care don't acknowledge it yeah yeah oh my god i was really frustrated you know if i didn't have I don't know, roughly 74 hours to kill. Uh, I might have gotten really mad. But in, instead, I just uh, I waited for them to clear. And, and then I went and got my plunger. And, and it took me about mm, another 10 minutes to get to the front on that scooter. I got a little Karen-y the other day when I was at, I was at a smaller um, grocery store, like an independent one. And it's a it's a the aisles are pretty narrow to begin with and so there's definitely not a way to do two ways safely and so you can't barely fit two carts side by side in the aisles of this store and i was coming out of an aisle and this lady was trying to come in the wrong way so we're facing each other and i said this is a one-way aisle and she goes oh i didn't even realize that and then um let me out but then went down the aisle the wrong way (laughs) oh lady (laughs) Okay, never mind. I didn't realize that, but I don't care. I don't care. <sighs> oh, humanity. Oh, <laughs> humanity. Grandpa dies. Who cares? Uh, I, ha- I have a grocery store related ethical issue, and I've brought this up with you guys in the chat. Um, so... You know, Costco allows first responders in to the store first. You get to jump the line. You work at a I'm hospital. I'm not a first responder, but I have a hospital badge. Uh-huh. And I used it to get into Costco when there was a line that would have taken an hour and it was snowing. Um, I don't feel great about it, mm. but I did it without even really thinking about it. I was like, yeah, get me out of this line. <laughs> I'm a hero. <laughs> 
Well, if that's your worst behavior in these troubled times, I think yeah. you'll be all right. I'm doing everything else right. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it's kind of like when you go into a restroom and the handicap stall is open. You, yep. Can you use that handicap stall if no, if there's no differently abled person waiting to use it? I, I think, think you can. so, yeah. So are you taking up the space of a first responder by using your hospital badge to get No, in? there was nobody else in that particular no. line. But I did, I, it does mean that somebody else from the regular line couldn't go in as fast. Eh, they'll be okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to dock myself some points, though, on extreme grocery ordering for that. Mm-hmm. Just a couple. Okay. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. a couple. I, yeah, that's a that's a penalty. I, I think another aspect of extreme grocery ordering can be how bare can you let the cupboards get before mm, yep. you place the order. What are you willing to eat? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to lie, I found a few things back in the back of the cupboard. Yes. Uh, here's the question: I'd sort of been wanting to make meatballs or something, and usually you use breadcrumbs when you make meatballs, right? It's part mm-hmm. of the recipe. And I was like, oh, man, I don't have any breadcrumbs. What do I do? Bake bread, let it get stale, chop it up and use it. But then I was looking in one of my baking cupboards for something. And way in the back, there was a box of panko breadcrumbs uh, that was opened. I have a vague memory of using it. And the expiration date is June of 2015. Ooh, brave. I mean, they're just so, breadcrumbs, right? You know, I think that's, that's fine. What I, think. I I just no I one just, ever died from no breadcrumbs. No, no, and you're cooking crumbs. it. You're cooking it, right? right? I mean, you're cooking it very thoroughly. And it did say best if used by, right? <laughs> Not expires, so I should be okay, right? right? Yeah. Right. What are they going to do? Go even more stale? <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't smell, get bad, crunchier. Oh no. All right, meatballs. It is. <laughs> Uh, Bobby, I see you have one more on your list. I do. Uh, well, one and a half more. Uh, I don't know why I put the spaces in there. But the the next one that I think is a fully formed idea is is uh, cornhole. And that's that's cornhole. Sure. Cornhole. Yeah. Quarren. 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 Hole. With a Q. Yep. Right. Uh, and it occurred to me as someone who owns a cornhole set. That uh, uh, it's sort of built in social distancing, especially if it's one on one. So you don't have yeah. somebody standing mm. next to you. The only thing that could transfer germs is the uh, the the bean bag, the bags. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one, wear gloves. Easy enough. Yes. Uh, two, I imagine with science being what it is and magic, uh, you could probably throw throw the bag through some sort of UV field or something. You know, or like, uh, Ooh, like I'm liking this. You know, just mm-hmm. some sort of uh, something with lasers and lights. A <laughs> mist of 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 disinfectant. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. In the middle of the board, just a Clorox yeah. cloud between you yeah. and the Beach other. curtain. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm watching cornhole championships right now, and it's I don't know if it's live, but it's current because everyone's masked up, and they have a guy behind both of the cornhole. What do they call them? Goals. I don't know what boards. 
with the boards. Boards. Board. A guy behind there that's not a contestant, and he's all gloved up, and I assumed he's been tested, and he pulls the bags out of there and then brings fresh bags for every round. Mm. Oh. So, there so they're like bag going somewhere and disinfecting the rest of them. Uh, so this this is happening. The cornhole is is back. It's as it's long as fantastic. You got a guy I might watch NASCAR later too. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but uh, sponsored by the, Manscaped, everyone. The the cornhole championships <laughs> must go on. Mm-hmm. We can cancel the oh, baseball season, but cornhole no, will mean, continue. No. Yeah, but I just think with a with a, an abbreviated cornhole season, is this a real champion? I mean. I don't know. I mean, if we just do like this bubble cornhole tournament, it does really doesn't prove who who the best uh, of the whole cornhole season was. So yeah. I'm not going to recognize mm-hmm. the winner. They're only going to get 90 games in before the finals, so you'll never really know. Yeah, statistically <laughs> who's best speaking, at throwing a beanbag into a hole. <laughs> do they have like um, different launching? Um, oh, methods like if it ever gets to the Olympics, overhand. Oh, they will do that because it's almost all white people. Because so, I would, yeah, I would love to see it like the um, cricket bowling delivery. Oh yeah, where you you know you oh. run forward and then you uh-huh. lob it overhand. That could mm-hmm. be really entertaining. That could be a that could be a real cornhole innovation. <laughs> That's a demonstration sport <laughs> at, at the uh, COVID Olympics. Uh, and then similarly, I thought you could. I don't know how you would play defense for ultimate frisbee, um, but if you just made the disc out of Purell, like mm. you know, just just to throw something that that can't hold germs, and then mm. make the frisbee out of it, and then you mm. could probably go to. T- I mean, frisbee golf would be much more obvious because you know there's no other people involved, but uh, mm-hmm. ultimate frisbee just a, a a better sport. So, what if it was like? Um... Like a silicone breast implant filled with Purell. And when you squeezed it, the Purell would come out of tiny holes. Oh, yeah. And then you could sanitize it and throw it. Self-sanitizing. There we go. Self-sanitizing. Uh, it's sort of like a chalk bag. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a rosin bag. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, just powdered, powdered bleach. Um, your, your hands would burn, but it's not very good for you. you know, but snack on it between between innings. What do what do they have in ultimate yeah. frisbee? Holes, uh, right? Well, I mean, it's yeah, ultimate frisbee. Sort of uh, quarters, halves. I don't know. Oh, I think you could make it up, and nobody would know if you were right or wrong. Yeah, I don't think anyone. They're all so high. They don't. I was going to say the only people I ever knew just smoked weed in between rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So could you like between rounds? Could you have a round of hacky sack oh, for that separation? Would work. Oh, absolutely! Everyone has to have their own joint first of all because you can't share right. yeah. splits no, right now. That's very that's unsafe. No passing to the that. left that's or awful. the right hand. No, side. no passing at all. Damn it! Finally, <laughs> <laughs> finally, you get to smoke all your own weed, and you're like, Fuck you. It's mine. Silver lining to quarantine. Yep. <laughs> Just smoke all my own weed. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can't share. It's not safe. You also Damn don't it. have anyone to blame when it when it's all gone. <laughs> That's true. Oh, Did man. you smoke? No. Oh, well. well, I like this. I think we have a good combination of inside yeah. and outside 
events. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I'm not sure if we can work Bob's Tyrion tossing into the first quarantine Olympics because it might take a little bit more prep, but I think there's definitely potential there. I think that's going to be a very controversial sport. You I, have I, to don't... Fi- I keep getting stuck on this idea of the poop capsule. You'd have to find a, a, a supplier for that, and I just don't really understand mm. what business that would be. Well, there are those mm. people. Well, up we in... need to invoke the government powers to get the poop capsule uh, industry going. He might do that. <laughs> there are those people up in Maine capsule. gluing gluing turds to things. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Saying, the poop point. art lady. Probably, they're making a TV show about them. Ugh, why? Lord. Oh man, poop king. We watch TV that is garbage adjacent to whatever network is airing that, and so we see commercials for right. it. Mm. Yeah, I think it's called Turdy Work. Ew. No, Bobby, no. No. no, 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 no. God, I wish I was kidding. <laughs> I wish I hadn't turned that. <laughs> well, people, you can guess what the question of this week is going to be. What event would you add to the quarantine Olympics? Oh, man. What would Get you, after it. What would you be good at? What have you, yeah. I don't know, like... um keeping your children occupied during zoom calls or something yeah. like that there's got to be a lot of things that we These haven't are thought be good. of yeah. so <laughs> let us know using the bathroom successfully when when you're supposedly on a call mm-hmm. oh boy Please. well some Dangerous. supreme court justices need to do a little <laughs> private training that was the best that, one. that was the best <laughs> boomers on did zoom. they ever figure out who it was uh um shoot i was just listening it to this morning and i can't remember was it the new guy taking a beer shit what was I the i don't think so <laughs> he likes beer he does really like beer All right, let's move on to our uh, our shameless Amazon plug of the week. This ties in with everybody's new hobby, and it is the Rubbermaid six-quart food storage container. Highly recommend. I have one already, but I got a very, very, very large one that doesn't fit anywhere that I it can uh, keep it safe from the cats. So I'm getting the smaller one. Six-quart is perfect size for proofing your sourdough. Oh, they always have these square plastic containers mm-hmm. on the baking shows. I need one of those. Well, and it's I thought it was kind of silly at first. I was just using a glass Pyrex bowl, but you have to know when it's doubled in size, exactly. and that's really hard to do in a bowl. So this actually mm-hmm. has measurement marks on it. You can put a little rubber band or a, a, a piece of tape or whatever where it starts, and then you can very easily see how risen it's got. So highly recommend. We'll put a link to that in our show notes. I like that very much. Uh, I have an Amazon one too, and it's a gauge that tells you how much propane is left in your propane tank. Uh, it's pretty cheap. You just uh, thread it in between the gas and the grill. And I bought one of these after running out of propane mid uh, mid chicken grilling, like a oh, week and a half no. ago. Oh, I always wondered about that. I'm not. I, I've never been a, a grilling guy, and and I always wondered like, uh, you get everybody over, get your your grill going and then you don't have propane. Because no. uh, I've heard that happen to people. I'm like, that's got to have a spare line around. You should have a spare line around, but we just don't grill enough, you know, and, and paying for the second tank is a whole thing. And Yeah, it is. Uh, so mm-hmm. I got the gauge. So at least I'll know when I'm getting low. And I think we'll buy a second tank as we get a little bit lower so that we have one ready. But just so that I know now, and you can sort of tell by lifting it or you run some cool liquid down this or some hot liquid down the side. You can feel where the temperature changes, where the gas is. But like, 
pain in the ass. Now I just have a gauge. It was like 12 bucks, and now I know. And you're helping Hank Hill, you know, put food on the That's table. That's right. In these <laughs> tough got times. my propane mm-hmm. accessories. So mm-hmm. there you go. Very good. I have a Tishi Recommends today. Uh, I don't listen to the daily podcast very often because I don't love Michael Barbaro's delivery. And I, I don't need to hear whatever pandemic story they're doing today. Can I do my Michael Barbaro real quick? Yes. Oh, yeah. Here's what else you need to know today. <laughs> I'm Michael Barbaro. <laughs> Thanks. What drives me crazy about him is, I mean, I know he is supposed to be the conduit for the viewer or the listener. So he has the reporter in to tell the story. And then they'll, so they'll be outlining the whatever. And then he'll be like, oh, oh, really? Huh. Oh, that's a big one that he does. Like, he does a lot of interviews. Huh. Yep. huh. And I'm like, Michael, I know you know every single detail of this mm-hmm. story before you talk about it. Stop faking surprise and interest. Yeah. You could just say, that's interesting. Let's. Let's explore or that. Just say you, know, exactly. you don't have to go. Yeah, he just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Either don't one. mind him making like signposts for listeners, True. but I just don't want him to overdo it so much. It, it yeah, always irritates pretend. me whenever yeah. he goes, "Huh?" Like he just hadn't considered this before. <laughs> but to my point, on the weekends they're doing some interesting, like longer form stuff. And last Sunday, it's called The Sunday Read, and it's called The Iceman in Winter. It's uh, an article written by um, Taffy Brodesser-Ackner, fantastic writer. Uh, And it's an interview that she did with Val Kilmer because she started thinking, whatever happened to Val Kilmer? Huge star. And then he just sort of seemed to disappear. And... um, it's really, really interesting. Val Kilmer is a stone cold weirdo, but um, also a very smart and interesting person. And it didn't do him any favors to get trapped into those leading man roles. And he had a little, a little bout of throat cancer and his life is very different now, but it's 52 minutes. So I almost didn't listen to it because I was like, oh, my God. And it is one of those, like you were saying, Mike, about um, what podcast did you hate? The 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 Hit Parade. The Hit Parade. Yeah. Where it's written by Taffy. I don't hate it. It's, right, right. You didn't, you didn't like the the reading. Hit Parade. The, yeah. not, not the Hit Parade. Whatever. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> so written by Taffy Brodesser-Ackner. And then um, a professional reader reads it, a different lady who is very, wow. very good yes. and um, tells the whole story. It's really interesting. I listened to it on a walk while I was criticizing houses. And um, I really highly recommend it. It's called The Iceman in Winter. It's too bad that movie couldn't come out. I, I think I would have gone to see uh, the new Top Gun, The Iceman. Mm-hmm. Good memories He's of The it. Iceman. But I, I think another thing that happened to Val Kilmer, at least... I don't know if it was I saw him in movies or I just saw pictures of him. But as Dan Patrick used to say on ESPN, when an athlete would get a little large, he would say, well, he's very big in the community right now. Mm-hmm. Well, he can't eat anymore because yeah, he had no, a tracheostomy. Sucks, so mm. Can't act, can't eat. What's, I don't think he's uh, can't talk. I don't think he's big anymore. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yep. He was he was. Very charismatic. I liked him. Mm-hmm. He was incredible. A first class asshole, or so I hear. But 
So many of the best ones are. Right, Mike? Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, since we're not calling housekeepers housekeepers, I guess it's LS. Um, cleaning lady. That's what Emily <laughs> wanted me lady. to call her, which I think is like way more insulting than yeah. housekeeper. I have anyway. a cleaning lady and a cleaning dude. Dude? Cleaning man? Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's take the gender out of this. Yeah, the company I use is just owned by them, and they're the people who do it. So it's just those Uh two. It's just a married couple. And so what do I call them? Cleaning lady and cleaning fellow. Cleaning fellow. I like that. Regal. (laughs) I'm going to start doing that. Emily's right. I mean, she's not a housekeeper. That's She's right. But um, she thought people were going to be confused thinking we had a housekeeper. Mm -hmm. A mailman Uh, is a letter carrier, even though... He or she carries more than letters. So I guess uh, uh, a cleaning man or fella or lady could be uh, could be a, a, a broom carrier. <laughs> Shit. A broom wielder. A rag jockey. Mm. A, a house, household item breaker. <laughs> yeah, plug snapper. Uh Whatever you want to call it, you can buy stuff from us at thisshowhaseverything.com. Click the shop button. Uh, also at thisshowhaseverything.com now, or if you like, momsonthe.net, uh, you can also now uh, uh, give us money to the jam fund. You can get us out of a couple of jams. That is now active oh, on the website. Just click on jam fund, and it will take you to a form where you input your sensitive information, and we use it to ex- extract your money from your various mm-hmm. accounts. Also your identity. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. hey, hey, let's, 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 money first. Uh, <laughs> so let's start the slow, you know, the long con, that takes time, but we'll, we'll start with taking right. your money. Uh, please rate and review us on uh, your podcatcher of choice. Uh, five stars, and then talk trash if you want, but don't swear, or else they won't take it. Uh, and uh, make sure uh, you buy things through, if you're going to buy things through Amazon, you do it uh, through us. Uh, you can add an Amazon link to your phone home screen uh, by adding that link to any of the items that we've already plugged and then just start there when you're shopping. Uh, and we'll have new ones in the show description this week. You don't actually have to buy a propane gauge. Just look at the propane gauge and then go shop. But what could it hurt? I, mean, I think it's, tw- I think it's like $12 well propane spent. Gauge. I Yeah. yeah. Bobby Hill's getting skinny. We need to, we need to, um, you know, mm-hmm. line those pockets. Oh shit! It's up to eighteen ninety nine. Well, you know, it'll probably go back down tomorrow. These these things, you know, they, they mm-hmm. there's a run on propane, but it'll come back. Mm-hmm. If you really strong in the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter for the propane <laughs> gauge is going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. Get the proofing container. It's cheap. It's $11. Okay. If you want to get involved with the show, our website is thisshowhaseverything.com. You can send us a message through throwyourphone.com. Join our Facebook group. It is not a dumpster fire. It's great. And that is where you can answer our question of the week. Our show Twitter is at tshishow. Email us at tshi at 10710.com. You can send us a voice memo. Record it on your phone and email it to us. We love it. Um, Bobby, can people still fax you? Yes, yes, people can still fax me. Uh, I got a fax uh, just a couple of days ago, but it was uh, a report from our vet. It wasn't anything for the show, but it still works. Fax Bobby a report from your vet at 617-354-8513. 
Ah, we almost forgot, and not that we forgot because we don't love Lauren, because we do love Lauren. We just got caught up in the bullshit that is the Summer Olympics. But before you go, enjoy this voicemail. Yes, feedback from our Moms on the Pod show by listener Lauren. Hi, Tishi. It's listener Lauren in Jacksonville. And oh my God. Okay, I am, first of all, I'm not a mom. And second of all, I'm only vaguely aware of something called Instagram influencers. So I'm coming at this episode in that headspace. And Colleen is fucking blowing my mind. I could never be a mom. Holy shit, man. So first of all, there are two really, really solid just sound drops we need to clip and just play the hell out of. One, Hillary. I will fucking sell out for anything (laughs) or something like that is really, really choice. And then um, Phyllis's story about hiring the professional chalk artist and Colleen's response. So um, was it difficult to find a professional chalk artist in Portland? (laughs) Just totally slayed me. I was taking a walk. um, Hashtag Hillary fit mom style and um I was just like laughing my ass off on the street just laughing but I'm so horrified that there are these women out there like really happily ever ever no excuse me happily ever after and then what are these Mormon names like Hoboken you'd heard of it (laughs) or whatever it is I don't know listen all I can say is um Moms of today, I commend you for keeping it together amidst all of this, like, noise. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I might get sucked up in the noise. I might get shamed. I might think I'm a bad mom. Um, I have a cat that I mean to, and then I think about what a mean cat mom I am, what a horrible human mom I might be, and I just have so much respect for I'm getting weirdly emotional, but I have so much respect for you guys. You guys are killing it, and you're keeping jobs, and you're keeping marriages together, and I'm like single woman with no dependents and lose my mind half the day. So anyway, love you ladies so much. You guys inspire me so much, and thank you for this, and Colleen, holy shit, I am dying. You are hilarious, and I just want to follow you and just learn all the things that are going on in this dark, sick world of mom blogging. Um, All right, thanks so much. Um, This has been an everything, I don't even know. Do we have a power out for our our calls? Um, Love y'all, and um, yeah, keep on trucking. Go moms, bye. So that was everything.
get your first prescription free at anoro.com. 